Welcome back to the BDSM show with Billy and Devo, also known as Dilly and Bevo. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo. Welcome back. Thanks for coming again. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Great to see you. Didn't know I had a kind of range, did you? (laughs) You could go two ways with that one. You could go Welcome Back Carter or that Mace song which samples him. Right. Depending on how old you are. Pastor Mace. Um... I feel like a lot happened this week. Yeah. Maybe not a lot. One thing, I just want to get right to it. One thing specifically that the internet went fucking crazy over. Right. This, uh, If you haven't seen the United passenger being removed from uh, a plane, you probably should pay your internet bill. Right. Or stop this podcast for just a few minutes. Yeah, just hit pause. Go, go watch that right now. There's like a hundred links on Twitter. It's probably all over YouTube. All kinds of different angles from everybody recording on their phones. The only thing it's missing is someone screaming "World Star." <laughs> that's it. <laughs> World Star. So, um, so this guy. Well, let's 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 rewind it. Let's Tarantino it, right? Sure. Guy gets kicked off. Guy gets forcibly kicked off the plane. I mean, gets the shit kicked out of him, and pulled off a plane. So if you Tarantino it, um, let's rewind it like two hours ago. Right. The the airline overbooked the flight. Well, you know what? I take that back. They didn't overbook the flight. The airline had a couple of employees for that they needed to move around. Right. Right. They needed to move them. I think it was from Chicago to Louisville. Right. Maybe or Louisville to Chicago. I don't know. That was the leg. And so they decide that they are going to uh invoke their right to bump four people. Which I guess when you buy your ticket that it's not guaranteed. It's or, a tacit agreement, yeah. Right? It's like terms of uh you know, terms of service to you you know, that no one ever reads. Apparently right. it's in there that they can bump you. And I imagine it's probably standard across all the airlines, you know. Sure. So they decide, um, I'm going to air quote randomly, but I imagine it's probably the people who paid the least for their tickets. Sure. Um, get bumped. Right. So they can accommodate these four employees. So, well, first they ask for volunteers, right? Naturally. Nobody volunteers. <clears throat> so then they offer a travel voucher, which apparently is like a gift card that you can only use for United. Right. And they, they offered like, what was it, like 600 and 800 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Nobody bit. Everybody's like, nah, I'm trying to go home. So then the the manager, terminal manager, whoever comes on, and he's like, hey, all right, since nobody's volunteering, um, we're going to f- select four people to move. So first three are like, god damn it, okay. And the last guy is this Asian dude who claims to be a doctor. Right. And he's like, no, I can't miss this flight. I got patients I got to see. I got appointments I got to be at. Please pick somebody else. Right. And United was like, nope. 
you're the guy, so get off the plane. So then our guy, the passenger, says, I, um, I'm not leaving. I'm in this seat. I'm not giving it up. Right. So then the terminal manager calls the cops. The cops come down, and they're like, bro, you got to go. And he's like, nope, not leaving. So then the cops are like, okay, you're refusing to obey, uh, you know, a lawful order, which I guess it is lawful since you're allowed to be kicked off of a plane legally. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't own that seat. And sure. they can re- refuse service to whoever they want. Um, so they snatch him out of his seat. And in the process, he busts his mouth open. He's bleeding. He's definitely concussed. Right. And literally drag him by the arms out of the plane. So fast forward like four hours and the internet gets whiff of this because there's, oh, I don't know, 35 different viewpoints. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody's broadcasting to the internet. That made it onto Twitter and made it onto um, YouTube or whatever. So now the internet is watching as this guy, you know, one of the videos he gets back on the plane and he's clearly confused. Right. You know what I mean? He's just like saying, he's like, I got to go home. I got to go home. And I think they probably let him back on to grab his bags. Right. Um, but clearly confused. So I wanted to know, Billy. Yes. What's your take on it? Well, first of all, I think it's fucking stupid that they feel the need to offload four paying customers so that they can move their employees. Like, there should be some kind of foresight there. If those employees <laughs> right. need to be somewhere... Save them four seats. Right. Save them four seats, or you get out in front of it and arrange, make other arrangements. Instead, If you don't have anybody who's going to bite on taking a voucher, tough shit. They paid for their seat. Let them go. And it's prepaid. That's the other thing that really irked me was, like, you when I book a flight, you know, four months in advance because... I hardly ever fly last minute. Right. You have my money for four months. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the the airline has my money already. I haven't done anything. I've prepaid for the service. And then when I get there, after all of my planning and all the things, you're going to be like, nope, you're off. You can't yeah. fly. Right. So, you offer money. Right. That's, that's the first step. You offer a voucher. Start at 400 or whatever you start at. You move to 800. And I guess they stopped at 800. Well... Apparently, and this is something I learned on one of those today I learned on Reddit posts. Uh-huh. Apparently, as an American citizen, if, you're, if you are delayed for four or more hours for something that's under the airline's control, such as they need to move their fucking staff and they remove you from your flight, you're entitled to up to four times your ticket value capped at like $1,300. So if you know you're not going to get this guy out within four hours, why not offer 1300 then? Just give him the thirteen. and be like, right. bro, seriously, I'm going to give you $1,300. Just get off the plane, walk down to Delta, book a first class ticket. Right. And go. So I think you don't stop at 800 Knowing that that's in place. I didn't know that was in place. Now I know. So now next time, if that situation comes up with me, I might just take advantage. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll get out. But um, so I I think that's a problem there. 
and and the fact that they didn't overbook the flight because everybody just jumped on oh it was overbooked and then the story came out that they weren't overbooked they were just moving employees that's not worth having somebody dragged off a plane so i think these the the amount of force used little unnecessary so i think not only should we be looking at the airline we need to be looking at the officers involved that fucking dragged this dude out and concussed him in the process. Right. Take a look at that. That's excessive force. He wasn't fighting. And and maybe the cops should have went to the terminal manager and be like, listen, guy, this guy's not going to fucking budge. Like, if you want him off, we'll get him off. But right. he's going to fight us and we're probably going to hurt him. Right. Do you, There's 35 cell phones rolling right now. Do you want this kind of bad press? Do you want this or do you want to maybe offer the $1,300 and stop being, you know, dickheads? Right. But the cops, they don't care. They're, oh, we got a chance to beat up a guy who has no chance of defending himself? Let's do it. Right. So, I mean, you start there. You blame the airline, obviously, because they fucked up. They're trying to force somebody off the plane so they can move their people. Uh, So, fuck off there, first of all, because they've got the guy's money. So, there's that. The cops need to be examined in the way they handled it. And then, here's the problem, okay? You get out in front of something like that. If you're, if you're United Headquarters, if you're the home office, right? You issue a statement, says this is not best practice at United Airlines. We do not believe in treating customers like this. This was, you know... These were the actions of a rogue office, or however you got to word it. Um, you know, they took matters into their hands, and the personnel involved are being disciplined and instructed, you know, our offices are being instructed on how to better handle these situations. What you don't do is come out. They, they initially made, like, a brief statement that said a belligerent customer was removed from a plane all questions are being forwarded to authorities because now you're passing the buck on to the cops, which is 100% avoiding taking any kind of accountability whatsoever, good or bad. Then you don't, as the CE fucking O, come out with a <laughs> statement and say, yes, this customer was being belligerent and rude and that's why we removed him. No, you were going to remove him either way. Whether he was belligerent and rude or not. And frankly, if I'm a doctor and I have patients to see the next morning or later that afternoon or whatever, that guy might be a fucking heart surgeon for all we know, and he's going to an urgent appointment. I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to tell you, listen, pick somebody else. I can't afford to miss this. So put yourself in that guy's shoes. You probably understand where he's coming from. But if you're the cops, do you really have to rough him up like that? So if you're the CEO, you don't you don't go that route. You don't go victim shaming is essentially what they're doing. They're victim blaming. Then you don't come out two full days later or three. I don't know. It happened Sunday. It was Sunday or Monday that it happened. But you don't come out two, two, three full days later and then say, yeah, we fucked up and we're taking full accountability. No, you're not. You spent the last 48 hours passing the buck, avoiding uh, uh, saying anything, taking any kind of responsibility. You're not taking responsibility for what happened. It's a little late for that. And guess what? We're in the Internet age where everything that happens, everybody, 
everybody walking around more than likely has a smartphone on them. Guess what's attached to that smartphone? A camera, a video camera. Guess where that's going if something big happens? Straight to Facebook, straight, up to, straight the to Twitter. Right. Straight up to the World Wide Web. And you know that, that nothing travels faster than a controversial and, event that hits Facebook. And it blows up like that. In the, ink. You, there's no retracting it at that point. It's gone. Right. You've done it. Now you need to own it and get out in front of it. They fucked up about as bad as they could fuck up the situation. To the tune of uh, numbers that I've seen now, because of the business they're losing, because of, the, A, the, the fact that this happened, B, the reputation that they've had from recent incidents, like uh, I think it was last week they kicked off two uh, teenagers for wearing leggings on the plane, which if you're going to play fashion police, you're in the fucking wrong business. <laughs> uh, so... They've had this recent record of being just a piece of shit company. And then this happens. And they handle it about as awful as you could handle it. So besides all the business that they probably lost, straight up business, not stock market business, straight up business, people booking flights today. Not that I ever fly United, but if I saw this, there's not a chance in hell that I'm getting on a United plane. Yeah. I'm not even... I'm not even buying a $100 ticket. So if, they lost all that money. Stock market takes a dive. Just on the stock market alone, it was estimated they lost between $500 million and a $1 billion in one fucking day. One day, they lost almost a $1 billion because they handled this about as awful as they could. Way to go, fuckface. If I'm anybody, the the board of of governors or whatever they have for the for the company, the CEO's out on his ass because he only made the problem worse. Yeah, I mean he's there to make the company money, make the company look good. How can we make the most money possible? And he lost them almost a billion dollars with the way he handled it. So see ya. He's fired by Friday. As far as I'm concerned. So that I, they need, they need to do something. I don't know what they need to do, but they need a complete image overhaul. Meanwhile, Southwest and Delta and all them people are just—they're banking now. Yeah, they need to make this doctor an offer that is so insane that he'll come out and say, "You know what? It was fucked up, but they made it right." Well, he's—I listen. Aside from however, the, the however stock much loss money that is, and the business loss. Instead of offering this guy like two grand or paying somebody else, up in the ante till someone takes it for maybe fifteen hundred, two thousand in plane vouchers that you're probably profiting from anyway. <laughs> right. You just cost yourself millions in a lawsuit. Millions. Mm-hmm. Think about the business that guy probably lost if he is in fact a doctor. In the appointments and shit that had to be canceled the next day. Or what if what if one of his patients like, you know died? Right, and then the patient's family can be like, no, we're going to sue United because the doctor was supposed to be here. He had a ticket, and they kicked him off the flight after he explained to them that he was a doctor who had patients. Right. So, uh, good going, United. All you had to do, keep up in the ante to someone. Because, listen, you get up to 1500 I don't care if you're not even talking to me. I'll go, you know what? I'll take that. Yo, yep, over here. I can I'll call it a work money. tomorrow for 1500 bucks. Right. No Catch problem. the next flight. Pocket the difference. 
Okay. Yep. Sure thing. No, and I think I think when you get bumped, they give you your next flight. Like that's like your next flight plus eight hundred. Right. Or fifteen hundred or whatever. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, Yep, over here. Let's do this. Sure. Call my boss. Just, hey, boss. Uh, you know, got got overbooked and yeah, got they bumped. took me off the flight, so I'll be in. I'll be in tomorrow. I'll, I'll be getting back in town tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I'd sleep. I'd sleep in the fucking terminal. Absolutely. Yeah. No problem. Give me a break. So, um, and the memes have just been going crazy. Right. So the Walking Dead memes. Um, yep. Awesome. Just because. I don't watch The Walking Dead, but I know that there's a guy with a baseball bat, and then there's a little Asian dude, so that worked out really well. Right. I think that I know the Asian guy's name is Glenn, but I couldn't tell you who Slickrick was. Negan is the bat. And then there's the uh, airplane. You know, remember when the the lady's going nuts and everybody's like, "Ma'am, you have to calm down." Right. Um, so there's that one too. Um, and there's a couple of like other like air quoting like training videos, you know, of like a guy getting his ass kicked, and they're like, "Oh, this is uh, you know how you remove." No, this is how you reaccommodate a passenger. Right. I liked uh, the ones with the diagram of the plane, and it was breaking down into <laughs> yeah. seating sections. So you got first class, you got uh, coach, and then you've got Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club in the back. Yep. Um, Jimmy Kimmel mentioned it also that. No other business can get away with that. Right. But airlines do it every flight. Yeah. Every flight, there's somebody who gets bumped. You know what I mean? Sure. Or at least every sold out flight. And it's like, you know, we've been to hundreds of sporting events where we have prepaid for our tickets. Right. And never has it been overbooked. Right. They don't sell more than they have to accommodate. Yep. I mean, they understand that not everyone's going to show up. But they still don't sell extra tickets. Right. Well, and that's like, I was reading th- reading through one of the comment threads on Reddit, and someone, you know, mentioned the fact that if you have 200 seats, you should sell 200 tickets. And someone was like, well, they're, they're making up for the fact that they're going to meet people who don't show up and cancel and they're like, tough. Okay. That's the cost of doing business. Wait, you're making billions of dollars. What's one person a flight? What's two, maybe three people of flight as no, opposed to making life hell for somebody else? You know, like overbooking should never be a thing. You know how many seats you have on the fucking plane. It shouldn't be a thing. And if you know you got people to move, make accommodations that don't involve removing paying customers because your employees aren't paying. You're not making money off them. In fact, you're right. fucking paying that for them. You're you're paying them. Yeah, they're probably getting hourly wages while they're on the flight. Right. Give me a break. Or whatever. So, yeah, Even I agree. Even that's terrible business. Why are you removing people who are paying? And you're going to pay them to not get on that flight so that you can pay your employees to fly on the flight to go somewhere else. And you know what? I bet if you get bumped, your luggage still leaves with that original plane. Oh, absolutely it does. You know what I mean? They're not going to go into the belly and dig it out. They're just going to be like, nope, it's just going to be waiting for you in Tampa or waiting for you wherever you go. Right. And that would suck because then you have to trust the airline to hold your stuff for possibly a day. Right, and not fuck it up. (laughs) And not lose it. Right, exactly. Or let somebody else take it home. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Justin's mom works for Southwest. 
And so I typically lean towards Southwest anyway. But you could you couldn't pay me enough to get on a United airline. I I, um, I I would pay double to fly Southwest over United. If Southwest doesn't go there, I don't need to go there. There's nothing there for me. Right. You know what it's, I mean? Like Southwest goes everywhere. That's exactly, you know, and, and the, cheap. And bags fly free and every right. time I every time I've gotten on one, I get a free freaking drink or a beer or whatever the guys, you know, the lady I'm like, "Oh, can I get a Dos Equis? And I'm like, "How much are you?" And she's like, "I got you." Right. Like every time. <laughs> if Southwest just and you know what? They still manage to profit. When well, all these they, companies are like, yeah. well, it comes down to the bottom line. Southwest seems to be doing okay. And I, when was the last time you saw someone get dragged off a of Southwest flight I, for not I went wanting to, to sell their seat? I went to Denver two years ago, and um, there was um, a Frontier plane that flew. Right. And it was, I think it worked out to be about 100 and, or I'm sorry, 200 and five dollars right it was like just over 99 bucks round trip right you, you, no bags i mean this was like bare minimums air right right or there was a southwest for like 256 dollars and i was like uh yeah for 30 bucks i'd way rather fly southwest right so i, I booked a southwest ticket and yeah. i could check a bag i could you know i got a, i got free drinks um right. ran back it was great southwest is awesome yeah, I agree. Um, hold on, let me go back to my uh, my outline here. Let's talk about road etiquette. Okay. This is just uh, something that I've had to deal with more than a few times lately. And I don't know when the fuck it became a thing. <laughs> but as you know, most of my travel to work is highway-based. Uh-huh. Right. And so common courtesy usually when someone's getting on the highway is if you can safely get into the left lane, like there's nobody there, typically you do that, right? Like a, a courteous driver, uh, not a dickhead, not an asshole, a normal human being slides to the left. Right, so they don't have to slow down to let the person on the highway. They don't have to speed up and force the person getting on the highway to slow down. You don't have the problem of potentially, you know, colliding. None of that. You get over to the left. I don't know how many times over the last couple weeks I've been going to get on the highway. The left lane is wide open, and these fuckers are riding right next to me. Like, won't give me a chance. So I got to lock up the brakes, and then I have to get on the highway at forty-five, fifty miles an hour. Because these dickheads can't just slide to the left for fucking 15 seconds. Yeah, I do. I move into the center or left lane every time. And what gets me, sometimes they fucking speed up. They speed up to cock block you. Yep. What the fuck is the point of that? I don't understand. I don't get it. Where did common fucking courtesy go? I don't understand. Like, we're at that point where now everybody goes, oh, here comes a guy that's getting on the highway. Fuck that guy. I'm going to speed up. Watch this. Hold my beer. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And, like, usually, usually it used to be that truckers, like, you could rely on truckers to do the right thing. Right? Like, they all work together. 
Yep. It, if you need to get over, they let you get over. Flash the lights, let you know when it's safe to get back over. Yada, yada, yada. When did that die? Like, even that's not a thing anymore. Like, I try, I try to be courteous with truckers because it used to be a thing. You scratch their back, they scratch your back, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Everybody's fucking happy. But this getting on the highway, this dude in the fucking truck going 60 miles an hour, instead of getting in the left lane that was clear for six miles, rode in that, in the fucking slow lane. And not only that, but as I slowed down to have to get behind him, he's fucking slowing down too. Like just being a fucking dickhead. I don't understand when that became a thing. I really don't. So then I have to get on the highway 45 miles an hour and then get over in the left lane because it's clear for six miles and I have to punch it to get up to speed. Yeah, that's crazy. And give the guy, and then I'm the asshole for giving the guy the bird the whole way around. Like, I don't understand. And fuck, I can't say how many times now in the last couple months in snowbird season that I've seen truckers just fucking swerve right over into the fast lane like a foot in front of a car because they're going around a dump truck that's going, oh, I don't know, a half a mile an hour slower than them. Like that, it's just, it's fucking stupid is what it is. Nope, I agree. I I think it's silly. Terrible. But that you had sure? me worked up, so I wanted to share it. <laughs> you vented. I feel, it's therapeutic. Right. So yeah, if you're that guy, if you're in the left or if you're in the right lane, someone's getting on the highway, you take a look at your left, look in the mirror, and check your blind spot, there's nobody there. Get the fuck over. Here's one more life pro tip for you. If you're let's say in a gas station, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle of nowhere. And you're about to leave said gas station and pull out onto the highway. Right. If there's a car coming and there's no other cars in sight. Wait. But but maybe if you floor it, you can get out in front of this car. Just wait. Like, give it, like, the, the extra six seconds. One, two. Right. Three, four, five, six. Oh, he's clear. Let's go. And you can drive as fast as you want. Why do you pull out in front of me? Why do you do that? I get all the fucking time, dude. I don't understand. It I like look behind me and I'm me like, the wall. really, guy? Like now I gotta, I not even. It's and it's not even. I have to coast down. I have to push the brakes. Right. You Half know the I mean? time you like, gotta lock up the brakes. Numb nuts. There's no one behind. I know you know this because it's nighttime, and you can see that it's just pitch black behind me. Right. You know, and it's pitch black in front of me. I'm the only guy on the road right now. And uh, I one time, dude, I was coming home. I probably told this story on the podcast, but I don't care. I'm going to tell it again. I was coming home from Best Buy down this lonely highway uh, between Pasco and Hernando. Right. And there's a 7-Eleven in the middle of nowhere. Just It's where the hillbillies get gas and hillbillies get beer. Right. And this guy in a fucking Chrysler Crossfire is pulling out of the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'm in my Mustang. It's a convertible one, too, so that tells you who's fucking driving. Right. So I'm like, I'm doing like, the speed limit's 55. I'm probably doing 60, maybe 63, right? Sure. And um, I'm like, you know what? It's a two-lane road, one way each way. I'm just going to pull around this guy. He pulled out right. in front of me. No big deal. I'm not, I don't need to jam on the gas. There's no one coming because I can see for, you know, 10 miles. Right. There's no lights ahead of me. So I move over to the left lane. And I go to pass this guy, and he is just got it 
the throttle wide open. Of course. And so I looked down, and all of a sudden, I, w- I was in the Mustang at the time. I looked down, and I'm doing 90. And I'm right. in the left lane. Like, this is oncoming traffic lane. I was like, all right, well, this is dumb. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, this fucking guy doesn't want me to pass him. I could have easily just rolled past him if he hadn't just slammed on the gas to pull out in front of me. Right. So then I ease back into the right lane, and I'm not fuming, but I'm irritated. You know what I mean? Sure. And I ride with the windows down. So we come, and there's a traffic light, like, in the middle of nowhere, and it's red. And I'm making a right. Of course. (laughs) So I get to pull up next to this guy. And my windows are down, and his the roof is back on his Chrysler Crossfire. And I'm like, really, guy? And his girlfriend's like, what? And I'm like, get a life. I was like, seriously? And she's like, fuck you. This is his girlfriend. I was like, I knew you'd say that. Yep. I was like, of course. Thank you. Right. And I drove, yeah, speak I drove for him, dumb bitch, because he's got yep. no balls. Yeah. Oh, he drives a convertible Crossfire, so there's, <laughs> there's that. I almost felt bad. <laughs> right. Right. So, no that, that bugs me. I, I think it's funny sometimes when, say, I'll be in the left lane and someone will pull out into the right lane, and I'll be doing, hypothetically speaking, 55 and a 45. <laughs> and I find it hilarious, like, when they punch it and they feel the need to keep up. Like, to show, like, because they think you're going to pass them, or they're trying to, I don't know, prove that they're a yeah, man I have no idea what or something. I don't know. Happening. But then you get, like, a half mile down the road, and they're going, like, 40. Yeah. I have and no it's idea like, what really? the... You just punched it to 60 to, I don't know, try to keep me in front of you, or... The Mustang guy pulled out in front of me today in his GT and was like, like, you know, all wide open, and then, you know... It's South Tampa guy. I mean, the speed limit is 35, so... Right. You know, okay. (laughs) That's my favorite is when they punch it and their shitty engine makes all that noise and they go pretty much nowhere. (laughs) It's like, dude, you're making a whole lot of noise to not go much farther than that Pinto over there. Right. That minivan is pacing you. Just so you know. They're on their way to soccer practice. Take that there, little dick. Um... Our friend Jacob, um, he's on a fishing team. Right. I think I think some of them listen to the podcast. Um, they're called Team Godzilla, and they've won another tournament. It's called nice. Tighten the Drag. They, um, I think it's like the third or fourth year they took first place in this drag or in this uh, t- drag in this uh, tournament. Very nice. So I said, you know what? All those other guys who fished that tournament the last three years think you're cheating. Right. So. Well, they all have tiny penises, and Jacob's back in heat. Did you know that some of the bigger tournaments, because first place on this one was like 1,500, and sometimes they do like a tournament within a tournament where like the fishermen will all put their money in a pool. Sure. To like, you know, as like a bonus. Right, side bets. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we're in, they call it the Calcutta, right? So it's like, okay, the first place gets 1,500, but if... You pay into the pool. Whoever gets the first hundred gets the pot. You know what I mean, right? So uh, they, they always they bet. You know, like hey, if you're gonna bet on anyone, bet on yourself, right? Of course. So, some of the bigger tournaments, like ten thousand dollars, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollar tournaments, the winner is subject to a lie detector test. <laughs> I shit you not. 
Well, like if your I mean, team wins, I, I the fifty get that. Yeah, the you, fifty grand. They want to make sure that you didn't go outside of the boundaries. You didn't cheat. Right. Somebody else didn't catch it and give it to you. Sure, I mean you that's know, a lot like, of money. And yeah, the sponsors want to make sure that you know you legit caught the biggest fish. Right. So yeah, some of those some of those tournaments have no shit lie detector tests for like first, second, and third place. I could get that. I could see that. I mean, it seems a little extreme to me because I'm used to you know other sports where that would never come into the to picture. But I can see it if you got fifty thousand dollars on the line. Your right. and it's not going like you can have an honor official code. at an official like it's not like NASCAR where there's an official at every single pit. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's the honor system. I go, you know, I come in, I check in, I go out, and I'll see you in ten hours, and I come back with a gigantic fish, and you pay me fifty grand. I mean, precisely. So, yeah. So some of them even have lie detector. I thought that was incredible. I was like, man, that would be so cool. Do, is do they do the the lie detector test where they put the probe in your butt? <laughs> Wait, is there another way to do it? Is that that's a thing, right? Because yeah. Well, I don't want. Never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. You know what? That's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then the piece de resistance of the intro at 33 minutes mm-hmm. is the uh, new Thor trailer dropped like yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And the name of the movie is called Ragnarok. We've talked about it a few times, right? But really, it's Planet Hulk. Let's be real. I think it's Planet Ragnarok. Planet, I like Planet Ragnarok. Because it, it really is. I mean, it's, it's... I googled Ragnarok to get an idea outside of the Marvel Universe, what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like the and mythology it, of it. Right. And in Norse mythology, Ragnarok is basically... It's, it's the Norse apocalypse. Right. Armageddon. And, and it's when, you know, their world is submerged and everything's destroyed and and basically all the, the heavy hitters, Odin, Loki, Thor, uh Heimdall, all the all the big, you know, powerful gods all die. They're all killed in, in this Ragnarok and then you know, the the their world resurfaces and it's basically cleansed and ready to start anew. And so I think that's part of what's supposed to be here. And it's like a lot of people have speculated that some big characters are going to die in this movie. And that would kind of feed along that lines. Like this Hela or Hela or whatever her name is comes in to basically destroy Asgard. And so who, I mean, it just, it looks bananas. Uh, She crushes Mjolnir in the trailer. Right. Which which is insane. We come to find out it, Odin enchanted with one of the Infinity Stones. Right. Right. And Thor gets captured. Yes. After and she smashes him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, and, and Loki apparently lives, which obviously because Tom Hillstone is badass and you, how dare you waste him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Loki needs to stick around for the, well, the Thanos the way, fight. The way the Dark World ended was he basically had supplanted Odin, you know, on the throne. Yep. So, like, Thor comes back and he's telling Odin about how Loki gave his life and he never wanted that and blah, blah, blah. And he loves him and, you know, he did it all for, you know, him and their mom. And 
Thor is just like shit. What do you mean you don't want the throne? Blah, blah, or uh, Odin, yeah, Odin's like, oh, what do you mean you don't want the throne? And blah blah blah. And then Thor walks away, and it turns out it's Loki shape shifting to look like Odin. So everybody's like, well, where the fuck did Odin go? And yep. so you knew Loki was coming back. My question here's my theory without really knowing much is my theory is Loki kind of like got the ball rolling on the whole Ragnarok deal, like summoned Gila. Uh-huh. And then it got out of hand. And right, one like, of those like oh, shit, fuck. shit, 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 like that fireworks guy on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Get the water. Get the water. It's going down. Yeah, so I, I, that's my theory because he's always wanted revenge for whatever reason on Odin and Thor. Like, they haven't treated him like family his entire life. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, dude, Odin picked him up. I mean, he got left in the garbage, and Odin was like, whoa, 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 what's that? Right. So my my theory, and I don't know, I this is not based on any kind of knowledge of the comics or anything like that, because I really, aside from one Avengers uh, storyline, I'm mostly unfamiliar with most of it. And so my theory is that Loki, you know, takes the opportunity as, you know, Odin or whatever, while he's in control to kind of get the ball rolling on the destruction of Asgard because that's really what he wants. And then when shit starts hitting the fan, he goes, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. Yeah, you know, never mind. Thor, never mind. I'm going to help you find Odin. Let's go find him and let's fix this. So. I, it just it looks amazing. I'm what I really want to know, and I don't know that it'll be, it'll be given away in this movie. I want to know how the fuck Hulk ends up in space. Because in the movie in in Age of Ultron, he basically flew his plane into the ocean, didn't he? Yeah, he was just he was hiding, and um, you know in the I thought in the comics it was Thor that was like, come on, bro, let Banner, let's you know you don't want to be here, so let's go. Right. And um, that's clearly, or maybe he does do that, and then Banner gets captured just like Thor does. I don't know. Could be. Could be. But it looks like Hulk has been there for a while. Yeah. he's. I mean, if he's the champion. <laughs> right. He's got his own armor and all that stuff to go with it. But I thought it was, um, I thought it was pretty funny, though, when... when he's like, yes! You know, when the, when Hulk comes out, he's like, I know this guy. Right. I know him from work. And then they fight anyway, and he's like, come on. Right, and then Hulk's like, fuck you, let's fight. I mean, because they've always had a little bit of a fight between sure. the two. They like to scrap a little bit, you know? Borderline sibling rivalry kind of kind of deal. Big brother, little brother kind of thing, but they're both like big brothers. Right. So, you know, neither one of them, I think, would really... Neither one of them would kill the other. Right. But they will slap each other around. For entertainment, yeah. Yeah, I and I really hope that they're going to be missing the ball if Thor doesn't say any, something to the effect of "Are you not entertained?" <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. That'd be great. He'd be like, "Oh, I saw that on a movie one time." Are you not entertained? It's the Gladiator. I saw it on Earth. <laughs> I saw Jane. it on Midgard. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was on Spike. <laughs> Russell of the House Crow. I think that would be hilarious. He did this. Watch and see if it works. Are you not entertained? <laughs> be fantastic. 
I it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Like I, I was kind of, I wasn't sure what to expect with this movie, but now that the trailer's out, I think I might be looking forward to that more than Guardians of the Galaxy or even Spider Man. Guardians of the Galaxy is like two weeks away. Yeah, I think it's three weeks out. It's Cinco three de Mayo is when it comes out. Yeah. Cinco oh yeah. De Drinko. Um, and I guarantee the end of that will have another Thor teaser, right? Maybe it might have something to do with the Hulk and how he gets into space. Yeah, you know, yeah, that could be true. Because from what I understand, also, Doctor Strange has something to do with the Guardians. You know, like warping them to Maybe. Earth. Or... I'm, I'm not sure what his role is with them, but I know he's got at least a, a small part in Ragnarok. And I mean, we saw that in the uh, post trailer or post credits trailer uh, for Doctor Strange, Strange, where he was he he told Thor he would help him find Odin. So well, I don't know. No, that'll be good. I'm I'm excited to see Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Um, and all the whole deal. So the trailer looked good. Absolutely. Uh, man, we went forty minutes. Want to talk a little sports, maybe? Sure. Let's do it. What do you want to start with? Let's start with the spring game, because we got kind of like a transition there. It's Easter weekend, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And we will be spending at least Saturday at the uh, the USF campus watching yeah, the spring football game. This is our first time to see Charlie Strong, like, IRL. Right. Um, I actually saw Charlie Strong at a lightning game. Um, they gave him a lightning jersey, you know, like right. kind of welcome, welcome to town deal. You know, like they had him on the big screen, and they're like, "Hey, Charlie Strong's here!" Right, welcome to Tampa. Here's your Tampa. You know, here's your lightning jersey. So, welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Only is our they first didn't punch him in the face. <laughs> right. This is our first chance to see the offense, the defense, like any of the changes. This is our first chance. You know, I feel like, you know, we get to see Darius Tice again. We get to see Dearness Johnson again. You know, we get to see right. who the burners are going to be. Exactly. We get to see, uh, I guess, the offense is going to be a more vertical threat type offense, which I'm okay with. So it'll be interesting to see who fills the Rodney Adams void because he put up some, you know, crazy stats the last couple of years. And he was a do-everything type. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see which receivers step up, which receivers thrive in the system, how the quarterbacks look in the system. Although Quentin Flowers, really, unless you try to put him in a Peyton Manning style offense, he's going to excel at anything because he's amazing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the offense because it, I mean, we ran a power spread type offense already, but it will have its, its differences. From the Gulf Coast offense. Uh, so we'll see. But I'm excited. I'm excited. As, and Bub is excited to see the uh, the Bulls. He came in this morning and told us it was five days till Easter. And uh, Heather mentioned something to him about going to see the Bulls on Saturday. And he about jumped through the roof. That's so, great. Yeah, looking forward to the egg hunt with the kids. For the game, so cool stuff in there. They, they'll have the bounce houses, and they'll have uh, so. I think they're doing a tailgate contest, although I haven't seen anything on it. Right. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I tweeted at them from the BDSM uh, Twitter account, so we'll see if they reply. Was that the uh, the login alert I got on a Windows device? Yeah, yeah that was my work computer. I was tweeting <laughs> from my desk. I've done that. I'm like, I just used it. Oh, and now I've got an alert that someone used it on Chrome from Windows in Port Charlotte. Interesting. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. So I'm excited about the spring game. Right. Baseball's in full swing. Yeah, full swing. See, see full, what I did there. Full swing, week plus into the season now. Yeah. So uh, the pretender's not quite uh, separated from the contenders yet. But, I mean, it's early, so... I mean, the Braves are already out of the running. So there's that. <laughs> They're already out. Right. I um, I got free. I got free, uh, MLB TV. Nice for being a, um, a T-Mobile subscriber. Nice. So the nice thing is, I get all the baseball games except for the Rays games. They're all blacked out. Right, because of local. Yeah. So right. I really have nothing to watch because I don't give a shit about any other teams. I only remotely give a shit about the Rays. Right. So I um I gave my login to uh our buddy Jeff. But I okay. changed the password to Red Sox suck. So every time he logs in he has to take that. <laughs> that's a dick move. Yeah, that's pretty he laughed. He's, he said that's the funniest shit he's seen in a while. Nice. I was like I was like, Oh, here's the here's the username, okay? And he's I was like, Here's the password and he's like, Wait, that's the password? I was like, Yep. All one word. <laughs> You should have been a real dick and made it uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, uppercase, <laughs> right. lowercase, uppercase, lowercase. Open, All there's an word. at symbol in there. <laughs> yep, there's some there's some numbers, you know, just to keep it safe. Um, right. But yeah, the gist of the password is Red Sox suck. Nice. So. Well done. He's like, can you change it? I was like, I can. It doesn't mean I'm going to. I'm not, yeah, right. So. Can I or may I? He texts me almost every night now, and he's like, dude, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. Nice. Yeah, I had it one year for the playoff stretch, and that was the year that the Sox collapsed in September and blew a nine-and-a-half game lead and lost to the Orioles on the last day of the season, and the Rays came back on the Yankees and won and went to the playoffs. So I don't get it anymore because it invites disaster. I'm the superstitious type, so the last Mm -hmm. time I had MLB TV – the Sox had a major monster collapse in September, so I haven't I haven't purchased it since. It came back around, and they're like, "Oh, your account's set to you know renew next month." Then I called them up. I'm like, "Nope, cancel that shit." So that's where I'm at with MLB TV. I refuse. I'll find an internet stream if I have to, because I'm not going to jinx my team by getting MLB TV. Um. Anything anything else notable we need to know about MOB? Uh no, not at this point. I mean we're still early, so Yeah. Okay. I think the the raising uh was it Blue Jays, I think had a little scuffle a couple days ago. So oh, nice. That's fun. If we got that out of the way early in the season, now they could be tense for the rest of the season. Yeah. Chippy. Right. You so gotta have that, that that one team, you know, that you're always like, I hate you. Right. Uh, Will Myers, former Ray, uh, playing for the Padres now, just got a hit for the cycle a couple days ago. So nice, Good that's cool. Good for him. Yeah, he's kind of 
he's uh, blossomed out there in San Diego, outside of the uh, the trop. So that's nice. Good for him. You know what's funny is I was watching a game and a guy was about to hit for the cycle and all he needed was the single. Like right. he had the triple, he had the double, he had the home run. And he got a good hit, like a like a double. Right. And everybody in the dugout was like, bro, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> right. And he just cleared right around first base to take a second. And he's like, what? I don't care. He's like, he's like I'd rather be in scoring position. Exactly. But it was funny because like two or three guys in the dugout were throwing up the stop sign. Right. And they always do that because then he'll get the question afterwards. Oh, did you consider it? And it's like, no, no. no we need cause... to try to score points. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to score runs here, and I'm not doing that from first base, so... Yep, I gotta be in scoring position. That starts at second. So... Absolutely. Um... I was gonna say, let's talk about the Masters hole-in-one, but I don't care. Yeah, well, uh, Sergio Garcia finally won his first uh, major tournament after, uh, like, 18 years trying. So, good for him. I remember back way back in the day when Tiger Woods was in his prime and Sergio Garcia was the hot young up and comer and was supposed to be like the Spanish Tiger Woods and was going to be his key rival for the rest of the their career and Sergio fell off for a while and then uh, Tiger Woods' wife beat him with a golf club. That was the end of that. <laughs> so I mean, good for him. He won in a playoff of all things. So he's no longer one of those, you know, oh, who are the best players who've never won a major? He's not in that discussion anymore. So good for him. But that's about as far as the golf talk goes because, yeah, really, yeah. frankly, I feel like we spent, I don't know, three minutes too long. And I don't even think we've spent three minutes on it. Um, and hockey playoffs are, are the, is the field set? Yes. Yeah, they're set to start um, any day now. I don't know exactly what day they start, but I would imagine it's something like tomorrow, Wednesday. So if, there's that. If you don't make the playoffs in hockey, then you're an asshole because they take half of the league. Right. Well, the Lightning didn't make it, and the Red Wings didn't make it. So. Also assholes. Yeah. Which so, kind of sucks because they had a great rivalry playing each other the first week of the playoffs every year. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I mean, the the Red Wings missing the playoffs, that's been kind of, it's been trending that way for the last couple of years. Uh, what inevitably happens when you don't have a high-end draft pick for 25 years is you don't get, say, the Steven Stamkos, uh, the um, Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid's type players. You know, you get the mid to late first round guys who are, quality players in their own right but they're not the you know once in a lifetime can't miss prospects and i eventually you know unless you're you're the patriots and and all that it's <laughs> it's hard to keep that going for 25 years you know it was amazing that they adapted well enough when the salary cap went in place 12 13 years ago to continue to make the playoffs but um there have been it there seems to be a sense of of acceptance amongst the fan base that like this kind of at some point this had to happen and, and you've got to rebuild at some point and frankly the few superstars we have have just the last couple of years been aging Pavel Dacic finally left went back to Russia Hank Zetterberg's uh pushing like 90 so 
these guys had to to get old eventually, and uh, Ken Holland did not adjust well to the high-priced aging stars. With <laughs> right. So I maybe a year or two down, miss the playoffs, get a couple high draft picks, and and restock and reload. Got a, some exciting young players that I wish they would stop over marinating in the minors. Let them come up, get their feet wet, play the majors, play up at the big leagues. You know, but you're not helping anybody keeping them down in the minors for four years if they're pro ready. Let's go. So I think they'll be forced to play some young guys the next couple of years, and I think that'll benefit the team. But maybe start, I don't know that we'll start another 25 straight years, but just be a contender once in a while. So, the the Lightning, their problem was really, I mean, they fought injuries like all year. And they finally got it together, started getting some guys back, and started getting things back together. Made a nice run at it at the end of the season for like the last couple of weeks of the season when it didn't look like they were going to have much of a chance. And it came down to the last weekend. So they did well to get that far even and put themselves back in a position to get in. But uh, next year, if Stamkos can be healthy, guys can stay healthy, uh, Vasilevsky holds up as the starter, they'll make another playoff run. They're too good not to. Yep, I agree. Um, they got, it's, they've got too much, uh, too much talent, you know? Right, right. It's going to be interesting to see who they, who they re-sign and who they let walk in the offseason because I think they've got a few couple young contracts coming up. Uh, but... Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised to see him move Bishop while he's still worth. Oh, he's gone. They traded him at the deadline. Oh, that's so. right. Yep. So they're they're rocking with Vasilevsky and Peter Badash. So there's that. As far as this year's playoffs, it's kind of weird seeing the playoff tree without the Red Wings. And I love hockey, so I'm still going to end up watching games, but it's like... I'm kind of lost on who I actually want to root for at this point. Really, at this point, all I want to see in the playoffs is I want to see Ovechkin finally get his ring. You know, he's been in the league, I think, a year longer than Crosby. And he's been one of the best goal scorers. He's probably been the best pure goal scorer of our generation. Uh, But he's always come up short. In the playoffs. So I would love to see Ovechkin get even just one. You know? So I I have a Stanley Cup final. And this probably won't happen. But I've got Minnesota and Washington. And I want Washington to win. So there's that. I want uh, I want uh, Ovechkin to, to go off in the playoffs. Win the Conn Smythe Trophy. Which is the, uh, the playoffs MVP. And uh, lift the uh, Stanley Cup. So there's that. Nice. I don't really care who uh, who wins. To be honest with you, <laughs> I just I it's been a long time since I've had indifference going into the playoffs. As long as it's not the Blackhawks and as long as it's Sidney Crosby, I don't really care who wins. Also, preferably not Montreal because they're a bunch of French Canadian fuckfaces. But um, <laughs> other than that. Really, other than the Canadians, the Blackhawks, and Crosby, and, and the Maple Leafs, I'm not rooting against anybody. Just half the pool. Whatever. 
And I think that's all I got. Yeah, that's uh that's about all I've got here on the uh on the old outline. So I do have a joke to wrap things up. You may like this one. If you don't, I don't care. So uh when I noticed uh H I in the alphabet, I thought someone was actually gonna be my friend. I was really excited until I saw the next two letters. Oh, <laughs> think about I it. I do. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't see that twist coming when I when I read that. Hi, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for breaking it down for the ones that didn't figure it out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's going out to you, France in Japan. <laughs> Guy in Cr- Chrysler Crossfire. Right. Fuck face. Spell it out for you. JK stands for just kidding. <laughs> that goes out to you too, United CEO. <laughs> That's right. Haha, JK on that tweet. <laughs> Fantastic. It was, it was staged. Where's that right. guy from Dateline? What would you do if a man was beaten in front of you? <laughs> you would sit there like a little bitch saying, I wish they'd try that on me. <laughs> the part of the doctor was actually played by the Asian guy from Star Trek. Sulu. Fantastic. Uh, that's all I got. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, let's talk about Spring Game next week. Absolutely. I'm excited. I don't know, I'm sure some other cool stuff will happen. So They always do. Maybe Delta will paralyze somebody <laughs> right i mean South- i feel like that's the next step right southwest will be like hey free drinks if you're a doctor <laughs> i saw something from delta and this is from like the official delta account after the whole legging thing uh came about and they were like oh come on aboard you can wear leggings too and i was like <laughs> jesus christ just come right out and say it the, the throat slash fucking savage finger two nets equals death <laughs> oh fantastic let's catch you guys next week alrighty guys we'll see you next week bye